Six of Wands, Recognition, Role Model, Promotion, Praise, Self-Confidence. That's the name of the card, Six of Wands. Cool. That's the mm. name of your episode. Cool. That's good. Okay, so what does it say about Six of Wands? Uh, it says, uh, when this card appears, you should take pride in your ability to lead and inspire others. You have worked hard and are receiving recognition of your accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't, my, that wasn't your accomplishment. Like a stack of that thing. Fuck. All right. Um, while this, oh, man, I thought that was fucking the ju- engineering, was but I guess not. Maybe it's still falling apart. All right, I'll get some more tape. Anyway, keep reading. Uh, so, um, you've worked hard and are receiving recognition for your accomplishments. Try to receive such a claim and admiration graciously. Be proud, but beware of conceit. Uh, remember to give gratitude to all those who have supported you to get here. Others are looking at you for guidance. Responsible and ethical action is required. The most powerful way to teach is by modeling the behavior and attitudes yourself. Take time to celebrate your triumph, but remember, though you have had success on your path, you have not reached your final destination. Mm. See, part of me wonders how vague this is and how... Uh, applicable some things could be across the board you know yeah for sure mm. i'm gonna try and <clears throat> i'm gonna get jimmy this yes definitely that's gonna give it a bit of a backing board and then i might take mm-hmm. that action fucking hell this is unprofessional <laughs> fuck you dj city send me my fucking mic stand this episode is not brought to you by dj city <laughs> nor will any future episode <laughs> by the sounds <laughs> Okay, welcome to the first inaugural episode of Fuck You Tarot Lady. Well, technically the second we recorded this yonks ago and we've decided to scrap it and start again with new mics. But listeners, we don't have a second mic stand. uh, So I have really precariously gaffer taped our (laughs) guest's microphone. um, So hopefully it doesn't fall down like it already has in the pre-ramble to this episode. Um, Matt Cleary, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you got it. It's been a little bit of time in the making, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been so long and we'll talk about that, I guess, in the episode. Um, one of the main things I think I wanted to touch on this episode was the fact that we talked about um, you have an upcoming album, your first ever recorded full-length album with Black Helm. This is true. And you talked about how like working so hard for so long incrementally to finally get to this stage has just been like a massive undertaking. Um, yeah, I suppose so. I didn't realize it was going to be. Um, and looking back, it doesn't feel like it's been hard work. It's just been a lot of organization and a lot of steps along the way. Um, but it's been a good learning curve, I suppose. You know, It's just one of those things where it's like emails <laughs> after emails and waiting for a reply to an oh, email or waiting for... Exactly, yeah. You know, like you've got, what, four other members of the band that like probably need to look on certain stuff. Mm, and then yeah, are they absolutely. all okay? Once they're all okay, we'll send this thing. Mm. And then that person takes like a week to read that email and then it gets back finally. You know, I can imagine that's uh, uh, like just a tiring process, just having to like do all that stuff. Mm. And it's, it's like I'll, I'll sort of line things up for when I've got time to do them and that never seems to line up with other people's free time. So I smash out what I can and then go, get back to me, I've got time. And then no one ever can in that time. And it's always happening when I've got other shit on. Uh, So that's kind of annoying. And then it feels like it's stacking up in the back of my brain about what I've got to do the next time I've got time off, you know? Um, 
yeah, so it's been stressful is the wrong word because I've enjoyed doing it, but it has been somewhat uh, demanding. I suppose it's like time consuming doesn't necessarily like it's not a bad word, but it no, kind of is in a way that it's like, well, it just takes lots of time. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> especially when I guess it's especially hard in the music industry these days, especially within the level that you're playing at, where it's like, even if you reached high success, you're not going to be making like hand over fist cash. Sure, you know? absolutely. Like, so at the moment, like you, all you got to, like, what are your rewards? I guess for you know you release this album you know what is it just the the fruits of your labor like this hard work is, yeah is... absolutely yeah like you said it's the first full-length record that i've ever uh been a part of i suppose um so once i've got that product in my hand i can go oh, i did this and i did that and this is what it looks like and it actually didn't fuck it up so here we are <laughs> <laughs> so it's that, that hasn't it's, yet happened though i may very well have fucked it all up <laughs> <laughs> so so before um, the show, guys, we, we pulled Matt's tarot card for the, for the first time using the app. Uh, I don't have a, have a deck. I just thought, fuck it, we'll just use the, <laughs> we'll use the app. <laughs> we'll eventually get to a deck of cards. But you pulled the six of wands. Um, the first thing that came up was pride. Pride was the main word. And that kind of sure. hits, a, that hits a strong point there. Hey, yeah. look, we're making connections Absolutely. already. So you are, you're really proud of this album. What's the album going to be mm. called? Uh, it's going to be called Dark Clouds of the Inferno. Uh, which is heavy and brooding, like the name Black Helm. You know, it fits really well together. Um, it's come from Walker's Walker's brain and pile of lyrics and stories that he's put into the to the album, and it seems to kind of sum it all up in a nice way. Yeah, and then there's a, <coughs> there, there is a real sense of pride with the whole band of what you finally accomplished with this album, right? Like certainly, yeah, absolutely. We've we started tracking ages ago. Um, like drums were started in like 2017, late 2017, November, uh, because we're on the back of a tour with King um, and we'd been playing shows and rehearsing flat out so we're all pretty tight and it seemed like a good idea to sort of capture that uh, that comfort behind a kit and behind mics and all that sort of stuff um, at the end of it all and then my work was about to take off over summer as it usually does um, and it sort of made more sense to do it then and then like rather than do it in February the following year once I've had you know time off drumming if that makes sense so that was mm. almost like two years ago you're saying as well at the mm. time of recording this so yeah, yeah. so <laughs> wow so <laughs> when you say like you recorded the drum tracks two years ago or yeah. you were just yep. really yep. it was like the 25th or 6th of November that we went that I went into the studio to do drums so that was at the Black Lodge with Joel Taylor it certainly was yes and he was uh, instrumental in the process in the whole process not just for drums um, yeah he's a uh, yeah he's a master of that world he's really good couldn't have asked for a better dude to work with and so Mm. you're right to ask Joel like how often is he getting people coming to him saying hey look we haven't recorded the album or we don't have plans to record it just yet but I'm going to lock down these drum tracks now we will come back in in say a year and do Uh, the rest of it like does that happen often? um, look I imagine he's probably got like a graveyard of half finished products and projects rather on his hard drive like I'm almost certain I couldn't take a guess at who to give you an example but I'm sure people have had some crackpot ideas for bands and like, we know Joel, we'll just go in next Tuesday. And they do and then it's half done and then they're like, they just never pick it back up again. I'm, I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as for like, maybe maybe this is a success, a success story of his that maybe it's actually he come together. That, yeah, he was like, they're never going to record the rest of this. It's going to be Matt's drums. Hey, if, he, if, you know, if he gets paid for his time in the studio, then he doesn't have to push anyone, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, he yeah, we, we came through. <laughs> fantastic wow okay cool so so 
I assume that like you know there was a year between your drums and the rest of the stuff recorded. When was it recorded? End of last year, is that right? Uh, on it was, it sort of we took a break, I guess, over um, January, February sort of time, I guess, um, and then we sort of picked it back up again. Uh, but then because the only real um, the only real deadlines were self-imposed, like we didn't have any labels telling us we needed it done by a certain time. So I guess we were just able to take time, and that's where it came from. And then eventually it was um, mixed and uh, and mastered in December of 2018. So that's wow. when it all came together. So I'm just yeah. hoping that the, the listeners have like a timeline. So recording of drums was end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Things kind of came together at the end of 2018. Correct. And you've been sitting on this since the start of 2019. That's right. Um, yeah. What was the what was the kind of rationale behind? Was it waiting for like mixing or mastering? Like why why has there been a, a six month lead in to this ah, release? So uh, Joel mixed it for us um, at the Black Lodge, and then we sent it to a guy named uh, Brad Boatwright, who has some kind of a colourful resume with heavy metal. So he seemed like the guy to go to go with. Um, and we got it back in like the first week of January, but that was just audio. Like at that point, we had nothing else to go with it. We just had the songs that we'd recorded um, so you're gonna be like shit we gotta put like, this inside. oh this like, actually has to be in a in a package somehow and that's where i sort of started getting involved um yeah but then we, we were sort of um angling to to maybe hit up uh, a label to help get us help get it out i suppose but then the longer we took to get our side of things ready the more we started to realize that a a label probably wasn't going to be able to help us out all that much at this stage as a band because who the hell are Black Elm other than like the people who we know you know what I mean mm-hmm. like we don't really have much much more than a than a local uh, following which is still wonderful but it's just you know a, you know there's not really much there to work with from a label perspective um, that and once we finally get all of our stuff done it probably enters some kind of uh, like promotional period where uh, there'd be where, a big machine that would yeah, be pumping out all exactly they need a lyric video and they need three months lead time so they can promote it in their own way and then we figured just bugger it we may as well do it ourselves and then deal with the fallout later on i like that you mm. mentioned before the the notion that you needed to like make a package around it and that's something that you've mm. been very instrumental in with Black sure. Helm is uh, you picked up Photoshop pretty much and started learning it from scratch to, <laughs> to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever any talk? Like I know uh, Walker, your vocalist, has some experience in like graphic design and like did that kind of stuff in the past. But why did it fall on you? Did you just have the free time to do it or were you kind of the most interested or how did that happen falling on your shoulders? Uh, definitely the free time thing. Um Waka has always been uh, like a graphic design guru, like for old Geelong bands and stuff. And he had all of his gear on Mac and then something happened and he didn't have it anymore. And then I did have it and I had the free time. So I sort of just started throwing ideas together and then eventually it became getting the implant media templates to work with. And then it be- and then so on and so on. It was just, it was incremental over time. And then it, it was like, shit, I've got to get this done. <laughs> I think mm. it's, it's safe to say that most people with a creative... Uh bone or creative side of their brain you know musicians or artists whatever you know it's pretty easy to make that jump to photoshop and kind of play with that stuff did you find there was a how steep was the learning curve learning photoshop for the first time um it wasn't too bad like admittedly the stuff i did was very straightforward like it was if it was given to like a true graphic designer they could probably have knocked it out in less than a week like print ready, ready to go in less than a week. I would have thought. Took you to do it. Uh, well, I started making it to the wrong template initially, and then had to redo it, and then eventually. Oh, look! I've spent 
I've spent months and months doing it, but it's just been incremental changes and updates. So if I had to do it again, I reckon I could probably get it done inside a week um, <laughs> without too much trouble. But again, it's just been very much trial and error leading up to it, which is what's sucked so much of the time. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, does that? I can't remember exactly what the question was. <laughs> well, just like okay. Well, what else was a part of that? Oh, uh, of course. Overall thing. Yeah. You know, you, you've recorded the album. It's all done in January this year, hmm. and then leading up to that, you've got to do a bunch of things. So, what kind of stuff is is a part of that process? I'm assuming like booking tours and like being kind of seen again would be a big mm. part of being on that. Once you've got an album coming out, you need to kind of promote it by certainly playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm really thankful that I don't have anything to do with our, the booking of our shows like it's really nice that that other people um have been able to step in and take over that because i can't be bothered that's just a more like another whole set of emails that you have to deal with and waiting to hear back from certain people talking about yep, emails that you might get and then not mm. get a reply for a oh. week and then they finally reply to you and then you can't reply for a week like exactly i yeah. um i definitely know what that's like we uh well, we just we work together on, I guess, a professional level for the for, for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably the first time. So um, this is what what day, what day is today? It's Wednesday. So this has taken place just a couple of days after the winter solstice event in Geelong. That uh, myself and my friend Sam helped uh, Bridie, who did all the main work. But she, we put on this gig in Geelong. <laughs> Black Helm played, and that was the first time I really saw the inner workings of like what it's like to email bands, what it's like to book bands, what it's like to, oh, we want to try and get this person, but their drummer's on tour with their other bands. We can't get them, but maybe we'll try this person. And it's just like emails, just like constant emails. And I feel so many, so thankful that Bridie did all that hard work. Props to Bridie. (laughs) Yes. Well done. (laughs) But like chasing people, you have to chase people for weeks. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. About like nothing, but like it needs to be done. Cause it's like, if you Mm. don't, you know, you could assume stuff, but then that's going to get you in trouble. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare. So it's you're right. There is has a lot of stuff has gone into this final month or so before the before the album drops, I guess. Um, but a lot of it has just been like a self uh, self made promotional campaign online, and we sort of like mapped out every day between oh, it was a little while ago now, but between then and the release day, and you know what we we're going to drop and when and how frequently and what to drip feed and yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's been a, a nice little organizational learning curve, I think. Was it's coming good. on Rory's new podcast like slotted in for <laughs> sure. Wednesday, <laughs> 26th of June? Yeah, pop that in there. Give me some good promo for mm. the album. Yeah, no doubt. Talk about how great it is, mm. you know. <laughs> best, biggest sound ever. Like, uh, Yeah, it sounds great. I'm, I'm super stoked with how it sounds, but I, I can't communicate how I feel about the album anymore. It's, I've, I've heard it. Too many times I've listened to the songs too many times and I've tried to describe them too many times and now I'm not sure. To try so, to describe them to who and how? <laughs> oh, just everyone. Like even the last time we did this or the first like run of this podcast, mm. this very episode, um, I think you asked me what like our influences were and I was like, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> like anything that I've ever listened to has been an influence. You know, <laughs> I always loved uh, back in the MySpace days. Bands always have the influences section oh, on the yeah. side, and like, I always love when people like like write like Migarang or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, absolutely. Because at the very start, it was very self-serious. You know, like you'd have to mm. list if you're a metal band, and it'd be like, very oh, serious. Definitely bands. all yeah. these bands, like definitely influential bands, and then people started being like, fuck it, ramen, ramen noodles. <laughs> that's my biggest yeah, influence. That's good. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, if people are like, what is this other podcast they're talking about? So, 
we recorded a an original first episode. My plan was to always listeners have Matt as my first ever podcast guest on this new show, but we recorded it just on the Zoom, which is how Matt and I used to record our previous podcast, the Key of Solomon podcast. Please go and listen to those ones uh, <laughs> when you've got some spare time as well. <laughs> so we recorded them all just on the Zoom. We would have multiple people talking into the Zoom and it would create sometimes an issue in post-production when you're like looking at it, you're like, oh, that person's actually really quiet. Mm. So... When we did the first episode back, I was like, let's do it. I'm ready to jump in. I'm ready to start. I'm going to record it. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to get good gear, I may as well just wait till I get the good gear. So currently we are using nice microphones. Mm-hmm. We're using a mixing dish. There are cables everywhere on this table. <laughs> the only problem is uh, DJ City. Was that the name of the website, DJ City? I think so. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to slag them off? <laughs> well, they owe you nothing at this point, I suppose. So. <laughs> Whatever the website is, they said, I bought a mic stand to go with my mixing desk. And they're like, oh, we don't have the mixing de- uh, the, the stand yet. We'll send you the mixing desk separately. And I'm like, I want to record this podcast now, damn it. Mm. So we have uh, very shoddily taped Matt's microphone down to the table. Um, it's probably an eyesore or a disgrace to anyone in the sound production industry. But it seems to be working all right so far. So here we are. We're doing it. I feel good that we're here. Um, it all feels like uh, it feels like there was a real big nervous energy to just like get this thing pushed mm. out like i was just like i just gotta do that first one go to that first one with matt he's gotta come over but like it, i really appreciate you coming over to uh, oh, mate, no worries at all I mean, we can get all this promo stuff out of the way for black Elm <laughs> first and we can talk some shit um so when does the album actually come out uh well it's sort of in relation to this episode i guess well day of recording is the 26th of june mm-hmm. so it's exactly a month from today oh that's exciting mm. Listeners, yeah. this will probably go up hopefully in the next couple of days. Yeah, well, you I know, don't know what the so process is of... in you know less than a month. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So does it come out on the twenty sixth of July? Is yeah, that what we're July twenty sixth. Comes out it's on one. July twenty sixth. It's going to be on all streaming services. It certainly will. Yep. And uh, you're going to have uh, like a physical release as well. Absolutely. Yes. Which is going to have all be. that sweet design all the stuff work that I spent all my all my hours on. Yeah, you can actually get that and see it. Tell us about mm. the artwork. I mean, people could probably go online and check it out now. I might even, mm. I might throw a cool little link in yeah. the Instagram page as well of the artwork. You, you've taken the art from an, an old painting. That's right. Yeah. Um, so initially, uh, Rob, the singer, was uh, in talks with um, with the designer uh, about using that artwork. And um, this designer person has done some groundwork for us and found out that it is very much in the public domain and it's, it's uh, available for use. Which is awesome because it's a like a spectacular artwork um, called "The Great Day of His Wrath" uh, by a guy named John Martin, and I think it's like 1851 to 1853. That's the production time on the painting. Oh, um, he painted it across like two years. Yeah, and it's like a three meter wide canvas by someone. It's it's spectacular, and it's sort of depicting the uh, like the apocalypse and the end of the earth and the end of mankind, like falling into the abyss. And it's yeah, very evocative, and it's got a lot of different uh, sort of themes happening throughout it like it's really dark and heavy and there's the sky and lava and it's yeah it's it's incredible it's really cool and because it's so big uh i've been able to use different portions of the artwork uh for different portions of the album cover um yeah it's it's excellent it's part of uh what's called a triptych so a three three part series and it's the one depicting the end of the world as we know it so it's worth Ooh, checking out that's exciting yeah, is, there very a, cool. is there a chance to take his art, other artworks for other album covers in the future I is that so. the plan like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> <laughs> this one is far and away the coolest though of, of the three um, like the other two are great but this one's the, the most uh, 
I don't know, the darkest of, of them all, I think. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It's, it's very mm. cool and it looks great and you've done an excellent <clears throat> job tying it in with your mm. extra little graphic things that you've put in. Sure, the, um, yeah, yeah. Even it was so funny, like talking about the spine of... Like a, 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 a like as a CD is what it's going to be printed yeah, as, yep, right? Yep. But we we discussed this uh, just of, obviously off mic as friends talking about how strange it is. Like where where do you put Black Helm and where do you put mm. Dark Clouds of the Inferno? Like where do you put that Certainly. like on the spine? And you, you did a lot of research on stuff like that, didn't you? Like on how to like <laughs> because <it> didn't <laughs> if I remember correctly, the answer kind of shocked us both. Like where you put the band name? Like you kind mm. of imagine it in your brain. You're like oh well, I guess it would be at the end but isn't it wasn't it kind of in the middle is that right yeah i remember thinking that it should be like evenly spaced out along the whole thing and then i'm like what is this just a guess and then i went back through like a like my album collection and then i realized that most of them sort of follow a bit of a theme of keeping everything nice and centered i'm like oh i wouldn't have done it without having realized and it's so it's bizarre but that was uh, just an, an example of one of the learning curves of this whole thing yeah like how what, what the conventional way of laying things out is um yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been a bizarre experience, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but you've learned a lot. Yes. Um, I'm gonna try and you know, so I'm tying it back to the six of wands thing, man. I'm looking at the app. Oh yeah. yeah. You've worked hard. You're receiving recognition for your accomplishments. There you go. There is. The, the <laughs> it's kind of lining up, isn't it? <laughs> the recognition is from me, but it, it's still recognition nonetheless. You should be proud. That's right. I've got a separate credit on the inside liner notes for layout design. So Do you, really? you know, I'll get recognition from anyone who actually reads it <laughs> did you maybe did you organize all those liner note stuff or was that something that like did the um, band have their own little sections oh look there's no like individual thank you paragraphs or anything like that but um uh, i just sort of said i would like this please and then one of the other guys um chucked it together thankfully. what was the yeah. stuff you asked about specifically oh it was just in? i need like uh dates of recording and, and location of recording and anything else that's like there is like a bit of a thank you line but yeah we didn't want to go too far down the personalized pages of you know thank yous to individual people that was that seemed a bit funny and there wasn't much room for it anyway so we decided to go against it what do you mean by funny like oh it's just a weird thing to do like again being like a band that's our level that's like our first record like do you pour your hearts out to your to your fans and you know family in this in the liner notes like it seems seems like a silly thing to do so i don't know (laughs) it is and i guess it, there'd be a real temptation to like thank a lot of people, oh, you know, because this is, this is like, it is, it's an exciting time to finally be like, yes, mm. sort of hold back and be like, oh no, no, just thank a couple of people and keep it kind of chill as opposed <laughs> to being like thanking everyone yeah. who's potential. Oh, this guy taught me guitar. And this dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's odd. And then do you do that on every subsequent album? Like that's, I don't know. It's mm. a, or do you do it on the first one and only the first one? I like the idea of mm. the book acknowledgements, you know, when like someone yeah, just that's like, cool. for someone, like one person or like, a, mm. you know, it's like, mm, you know, that's kind of a nice, book that I thank like 30 people. Yeah. Yeah. How come authors can just reel it in a bit and thank, you know, their grandfather and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a team effort with a band, with an author, you've got a typewriter. Yeah, right? that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, shit. Well, we're we're only a few minutes in. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good. like we've, we've we've blown off some of the old cobwebs. I thought we could, <laughs> I thought we could talk about like it's kind of, it is kind of strange dynamic you and I talking, but to each other as opposed to the hmm. the duo that we used to be with Keith Solomon. So, let's while we're at this, it'd be really great to kind of explore the notion of where Keith Solomon came from and your 
your mm. you you began a podcast like and that podcast became something mm. that i jumped on top of and then we did that for years and then now i'm doing something solo so tell us about how you first because this was years ago by the way it when was, you yeah like when you first started or at least the, the idea that you want to start a podcast like what what kind of pulled you into that from the get-go many years ago um well i've been a podcast fan for ages like i remember um I remember talking about it with you as I was sort of starting to get into it. And this is, I couldn't even date it. Like, but it was Will Anderson's podcast, Tofop. When that begun, that was probably the second one I'd ever listened to. And I think it was sort of like Kevin Smith's Smodcast was an early, was an early one for me. But he was also quite early as far as podcasts go. Mm. Um, like as far as American podcasts go anyway. Um, and I guess I just got a kick out of listening to what seemed like um like diy radio in a way like it was i always described it as talk back radio but you could pick the subject you know like i thought it was a very interesting uh media at the very least and then the more and more i listened the more i sort of uh, thought that i knew enough people and was in a unique enough uh sort of situation to to be able to chat to uh people who at least i found interesting um and i guess when when I started it, there was versions of what I was doing, but they were all with very, very famous people. Whereas I knew a lot of people who were excellent at what they were doing, but um, but were on a local level and were maybe you know not celebrated in such a way. And I'm like, well, maybe we'll talk to those people and we'll see what happens. Like it wasn't altruistic. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to really get the profile of these people's up or anything. But you know, like I just figured I knew enough people who did cool stuff to want to talk to them i guess yeah i think one of the main things that i also think about <clears throat> when it comes to podcasting is it's a really good excuse to catch up with people and have a good conversation and like re yeah was yeah. that was that kind of um was that on your mind as well you're like oh this would be a really good opportunity just to see someone i don't see very often and like force them into a room for two hours and talk to them yeah it sort of became that like the first one um the first one i ever did was with a guy named dean kennedy who was a as a local drummer um, and we've we've known one another for a while and we've been good mates for a while but it was an interesting experience telling him to come to my house don't bring anything we'll just sit down and talk and I ended up learning like extra stuff about him that you wouldn't otherwise talk about because you're kind of pro- uh, probing them about their history and where they've come from um, and then it eventually did become like that in a way it was it was really cool to see yeah like it was an odd excuse to talk to you one of your, you know a close friend of yours um, and then learn extra stuff Hmm. How often do you feel like you were pro- doing the probing? Like, did, were you often like trying to get stuff from their past, or would that just happen? Or were they the kind of questions you would ask? Like, what was your what was the methodology that you approached in that kind of sense of interviewing people? Um, I guess it was more wanting to learn how they've landed where they currently have, like why why they've decided to pursue whatever instrument or creative process. And they would then just share who was the person that got him into that or who what the, what their father did or how that happened or whatever. And so I never, I never really went in with like a goal of trying to like crack them open and, and, you know, be a therapist in any way, you know, and more just... And not, not that any one episode really has some groundbreaking stuff that came through, but it was more just, you know, each people's journey and how, how the people that came before them influenced them. And I guess, yeah, I just get to hear about that from each person. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic how everyone has someone or something that has kind of put them on that path, and it is kind of nice Absolutely. to hear those stories. I think that's a huge reason why I think we all listen to podcasts, right? Is because we do want mm. to hear kind of sharing that human 
thing of like you know oh this is why i'm doing this you're like okay cool it kind of justifies their existence and maybe by extension your own yeah um, yeah i sure I, I suppose so yeah i'd like to hope that people mm. listening to this you know um to just yeah get a little bit inside about you as well as someone who's like oh i've seen him drunk <laughs> yeah, or yeah, i know him cool. as a person i've <laughs> yeah. had beers with him at, at the pub or whatever <laughs> like maybe it is good to hear uh a deeper version of that i think that's something that i i definitely wanted to explore on this podcast which i think we definitely did on the last one which is mm. it's all well and good to meet someone and have a beer with them and have a chat with them at like a a post gig party or something but really kind of like delving into that and really exploring where a lot of the um uh, specifics of maybe their style or where they've come from or what mm. they're doing like i think that's that's to me is i find really interesting how sure, everyone, sure. how everyone ends up in the places that they end up but we all kind of come from a very similar place do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the type of stuff that you don't really ever get to talk about, like in the beer garden or after the show. Like, I guess there is some kind of like a formality to having a microphone in your face or having someone go, oh, we're going to actually do a podcast and I'm going to talk to you about this. Like they're kind of, I don't know, it sets it sets it up to be a little bit more informational, I guess, which is in yeah, in, informative, informational. <laughs> is that a word? You know I what I mean? So. It's... um. Yeah, it kind of it kind of gives it a uh, an air of importance, I suppose. Um, yeah, we, we not have, that it ever was. But we've sat of... <laughs> down and I've, we've dedicated time mm. to to sit down and talk about whatever comes out. You know, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've spent lots of money on on gear to make sure it sounds good in the process as well. So people in their cars don't go, "This sounds like shit." What is this? this off. Mm. Have you done that before? Have you ever turned off a podcast because it sounds crap? Uh yeah oh definitely like you know when it's been like a skype podcast and it, it wasn't outlined in the bio in in the description of the thing i'm like this is a fucking skype episode i'm out you feel like you've been lied to and it's like i know we've it's... got on this fantastic guest i'm like oh sweet. Like, wow he's from overseas how did you get him and then you're like, oh, right so this is the thing so a lot of people I've, I've talked to about uh oh i don't want to start the podcast yet until i get all this gear and it, it sounds really good and people are like oh just do it if it's good people will listen i'm like no it's not that's not true Mm-mm. like people people want to like push that idea of like oh no people can give it a chance even if it sounds a bit bad like they'll listen to it i'm like no they won't because i've definitely turned off podcasts (laughs) in that exact same situation you're saying matt like whether it's a skype guest or or like when they get a guest on and then it turns out like maybe the podcast goes like 40 50 minutes and then there's like a pre-ramble that goes for like 30 minutes and then the dude's on for like 20 and I'm it's like, like a now to the guest you're like what do you mean <laughs> I have pressed the skip 30 seconds button so, <laughs> so many times and I have not heard away. so this is oh and that's another reason listeners if you're thinking why is there no pre-ramble of Rory being like oh hey thanks tonight on the show we've got uh, Matt Cleary I'm going to tell you everything that he told me on the podcast in the first 10 minutes <laughs> before the podcast starts to wreck it for you like I was listening to yeah I'm going to go after Oprah I'm going after Oprah right now <laughs> So I listen to Oprah's masterclass, right? She interviews like amazing people, but she doesn't talk to them. She just has these bits in the middle where she like talks about the thing they're just about to talk about. And it's like, what was the point of this, Oprah? Yeah, that's right. Coming after Oprah, big time. But I listened to this one with The Rock and it was awesome because The Rock is inspirational without a doubt. And he's just talking and they've obviously cut out all the questions. So it just sounds like this, you know, ongoing thing with The Rock. But then everyone's while Oprah pops in and be like, oh, and then what was coming up is he, he hit a really bad time. And then it's like, so he hit a really bad time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be none of that uh, 
listeners for the podcast, if you're ever going to be like, when's Rory going to start getting into a pre-rammer where he, you know, plugs stamps.com or whatever, like if that ever happens, <laughs> <laughs> I think I will do some kind of pre-ramble at the end. A post-ramble, I guess we would call that. Mm. So we'll call it a post-ramble. It's a little less self-indulgent. Exactly. <laughs> post-ramble. I, I want to try and be self-aware of, of, of the podcast medium. I think that's something that a lot of people in podcasts don't do. They'll be like, coming up next or coming up later. It's like, what do you... like? There's no... We're just listening to this thing that is mm. X amount Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think maybe those formal radio people or people who assume... I don't know. There's like a weird... There is a very odd uh, trend of popular podcasts being heaps like radio. And it's it's bizarre. I've never really liked it. Mm. What are the, some mm. of those uh, tropes? You don't have to name names. We've already... We've already <laughs> Hit some heavy, hit some heavy people up top. But like, what are some of those, um, like, as a podcast listener, what are some of those tropes that have really started to bug you lately? Because you're right, it's definitely become a lot more uh, advertising heavy. Yeah. And, oh, and, and the, advertising, heavy. I think, is just is uh, part of the beast. Like, it's it's got to be there if people are going to make money off podcasting, which is fine. But like, cutting to segments that have got like little intros, and we're like, all right, now we're starting this thing with this guy. You're like, what? I'm not driving home for 25 minutes to hear this segment, you know, like I've, this is an hour or two hour long podcast. Why you, that bothers me heaps. I don't like it very much. Um, and then like actually dropping ads in the middle of a podcast episode, that's kind of a bummer. Like that's, that pulls me out of it. Not a fan. Like it's a, it's a real pain. And then what, so someone's sitting in post-production and they've got their 30 second pre-recorded ad, but they're going to try and find like a, a moment to slit it into the actual podcast. Like, would you do that now? Because there's a nice little silence, and then we'll drop off to you. You know that it's annoying. Like I just, it's because like I've seen on both sides of like the production. And admittedly, mine's been like a very DIY production, but it's got a there's some overlap at some level, right? So I don't know. It's annoying. Just like it's meant to be. It's meant to be like boots on the ground, like DIY. And here we are. <laughs> or is it meant to be fun? It's a good, it's a good, it is a good point. I mean, like the reason why I guess, like you said, you were drawn to podcasts in the first place was because it's this DIY radio kind of thing. And then when you mm. keep kind of squeezing in these radio style things, whether it be advertising or kind of the way they produce it or the way they talk about it, it's starting to be like, well, it's taking away the thing that made it so special in the first place, right? Like, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'm being overly critical, but yeah, it's sometimes it's a little annoying, like when it's super produced intros and like weird reporters out in the field type thing. You're like, it's just, oh, whatever. I don't know. And true crime podcasts, fuck off. I'm done. I tried listening to a couple. Maybe true crime's not my thing. Actually, no, I'm certain true crime's not my thing. But God <laughs> damn it, I'm sick of them. <laughs> so what are you talking about true crime? Like, um, like, would you ever watch like a true crime TV show? Would you ever read a true crime book? Uh, definitely not a book. Have watched some TV shows and don't like them. Like I, I just get sick of them really quickly. Mm. Um, and even if they're kind of gripping, like what was that that really popular one, Making a Murderer, when that came out, mm-hmm. I was like, it, it exceeded my expectations. But I thought it was going to be like a ninety-minute reenactment Today Tonight style of the of you know of the events that went down on the night. And it it exceeded my expectations, but they were very low expectations. And then at the end of it, I'm like, oh, okay, well that's a bummer. And now it's over, and I don't care. I yeah, true crime, don't like it. Dirty John can piss off. <laughs> you watched, didn't you watch all the I watched the John? show. I watched the show, but 
Even still. I'll admit, I did get hooked to that podcast. I was like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> I and never then, finished it. Oh, really? <laughs> I gave up on it. So, but how, so how did the show hook you? Was it Eric Banner's pure charisma or was it um, like made you watch the show but you couldn't listen to the podcast? Yeah, good question. Don't know. Maybe it was the visual element as well. Like it's, it's a pretty like, it's an interesting story, but yeah, I don't know. I think when it comes to production of podcasts, true crime steals the show in like, They'll have like audio clips like, oh, that was actually just this person. And they were just talking about this thing. And then it's like, wow, that was, um, thank you so much for doing it this way. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it is really well produced in it's like, fucking hell, it'd be a team of people making it sound that good. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I recently listened to, uh, it was exclusive to Spotify, the one about The Clash. Have you listened to that? Did I tell oh, you about that? You might have actually, but I have not listened to it. So I have never really been a huge Clash fan, but I thought, oh, I'll give this a go because I'd like to learn because obviously they're quite influential in the world and um you know i was gonna say in the realm of music but now the world <laughs> yeah that's um fair. and chuck d from public enemy is ah uh, yeah okay is the is, it, is he from public enemy am yeah, i yeah, is I that bad no no you got it i'm pretty sure yeah it's one that's another one <laughs> speaking of podcast tropes when people get things wrong and then people like screaming at he wasn't in fucking public enemy you moron <laughs> he was in some other influential rap group from the late 80s early 90s um but anyway so he did he produced this whole or he was like the, the the voiceover guy of the clash and had like clips from them and interviews and him kind of like describing it kind of oh that was kind of like me when i was in my group and that would same kind of thing happen with us with tour managers or whatever and it's like that's pretty mm. interesting actually like giving it this next level of um you know, like if you weren't into The Clash, at least maybe you could get into it from that aspect and, and yeah, learn right. from that like way. Doubles thought, their audience in a way. <laughs> pretty clever. Pretty clever <laughs> Spotify podcast. But um, again, that was one of those ones that was super produced. And like, as much as it is cool to hear that kind of thing, sometimes it is a bit like, oh, I just need a break from all the cuts between like this person telling me about this thing and then cutting to this thing. Mm. And then like, it's one of those mediums that you really do need to have someone say, oh, and then that was actually this person talking about this. Because mm -hmm. you don't know, like you start to lose track of of voices like who's who sure sure absolutely oh well they've they've clearly you know cornered a niche that is it's popular i suppose the true crime world so good on them definitely <laughs> i think also <laughs> the plus side on this podcast is my microphones are very expensive so it'll probably always forever be my voice which you'll probably get very familiar with and a guest so you'll and, never yeah, mix thing up that's fair yeah smart <laughs> i'm smart and frugal um Anyway, so let's talk more about um, oh, something I wanted to talk about on the show with people is something that I've found. So I've recently bought some new really expensive headphones and uh, yes, okay. love them. They're great. And I wanted to talk to you about your music listening habits. Like, Ooh, okay. Because this is something that I think, well, and even podcast listening habits too, because we've discussed this before. You're a massive, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't want to say you, you you're not into the phone speaker like i am you're yeah okay. not, not tyrannical the, the hesitation there because audiophile is way too far down like you're the not path a, you're not <laughs> an audiophile not. no but way you're certainly like an audio Some kind snob of purist in a way <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm an audio snob i don't if that's meant to be derogatory i don't understand what you're talking about absolutely i'm an audio snob <laughs> yeah that's right and i think but i think snob's a bad word it's got a bad connotation yeah, of absolutely. like or like you, you turn your mm. nose up at stuff but i think it's just like I don't want to hear music through someone's iPhone speaker. No, like God, ever. no. No way. 
Like, <laughs> and God forbid <laughs> there's a day when like Joel Taylor's in the Black Lodge mixing something. Like, how's this going to sound on someone's yeah, iPhone? Absolutely. Because that's how everyone listens to music. Like now. how Dimebag had his own studio with like a like an aux cord running out to his car, so we could see how Pantera Records sounded in the car. That's genius. <laughs> but imagine if there was like desktop iPhone speakers, just in case. <laughs> So run us through, run us through your like your music and podcast listening at home. Like, what's your what's your kind of what's your setup? Uh, number one is just the my well desktop computer is the wrong term because it's more like a couch <laughs> couch computer instead of a TV, um, and that's got like a home theater kind of setup. Uh, and that's how I would listen to most of my music, followed by the car, which is uh, nice and isolated and nice and loud, I suppose. Um, and then I've got some nice Audio Technica headphones for. When I'm on the move, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get. I want to get back. You, you've touched on something that I find very humorous: is your computer setup at home, right? So, <laughs> listeners, Matt has Matt has done. So we were just talking before about all this uh, Photoshop that he's been doing for this album. So Matt doesn't sit at a desk um, with a desktop computer with a, a keyboard and mouse. What Matt does is he has a wireless keyboard mouse combo. That he sits on his lap on the couch and then he has a giant TV, which is his computer screen that the computer's plugged into. Mm-hmm. So if anyone out there who is a Photoshop person listening, I hope there is and I hope they're <laughs> dumbfounded <laughs> by this. skin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> so many of Matt's friends, me included, have tried to intervention and try and get him to, you know, get a desk get a real mouse and keyboard. Oh, Matt, you'll be able to do so much designing, so much better, you know, but you've just, you're really stuck in your ways with this. Uh, in that regard, I am, I guess. Like, I just don't want to have to buy another computer and set it up in another room of the house. <laughs> that seems like a problem to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you've just happily, so you've adapted, you've learned how to use the mouse bit on the keyboard on the edge. Mm-hmm. Is that on the... Yeah, like the trackpad on the, on the right side. Yep. And that's how you do all your photoshopping. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, look, I, I admit that is, it's not the uh, the most efficient way. Uh, but again, what I'm doing isn't super high level. So I've been able to make it work. But I understand. I understand the frustration. <laughs> and if anyone would actually walk in and see that, they'd be like, why are you doing that? Um, but, so this, this mm. is just an extension of the fact that uh, you, you like sit at that computer and like that's where you like check Reddit. That's where you watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like it's all through that computer anyway. Right? Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. So it's just this extension of well, if I'm going to Photoshop, I may as well Photoshop from the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that, to me it makes total sense. But I understand. You've also mm-hmm. made like some stuff on Fruity Loops that way too. Like, is that is that a <laughs> yeah. tricky thing? Like when you're messing around, just like playing with just like random tracks and stuff, is that tricky to do? Nah. Do you sometimes wish you had a mouse? Like never. Nah, not at all. No, nah. Fruity Loops is easier than Photoshop. <laughs> so. That's yeah. It's meant to be easy. It's meant. It looks like a like a plaything, so it's good. Hmm. Okay. Now, Fruity Loops. Like, there's no issue. I've done it for a little while, but there's no um, there's no. I don't think I'm lacking anything in that regard. Maybe <laughs> I am. I just don't know. <laughs> That's probably more the point. I would say. Actually. So anyone who makes music on a computer <clears throat> does Photoshop. Imagine trying to do that from a couch distance away with no mouse. <laughs> Just yeah. just let that sink in. I still <laughs> I still marvel at the fact that you could do that so easily, and that the the the, the album stuff at all looks great, man. You've done a fantastic. Job. <laughs> it doesn't look like it was done on a couch. That's <laughs> that the main thing. <laughs> you should have put that in the liner notes. Yeah. All layout done by Matt Cleary on a couch with a wireless mouse. Thanks keyboard to Logitech. Oh lordy! All right, cool. Mm. Um, Did we um, answer that question? I feel like I I can't remember what the yeah, exact question. Yeah, was. you you like you got good, nice computer speakers. That's that's hooked into a sub, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. And then you've got your yep. nice car speakers and you've got the audio Yeah, listening habits. That was it. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, mm. when, do you, when do you like to listen to music and when do you like to listen to podcasts? How do you find the time? Like, is podcasts when you've got more time up your sleeve or is it just in a certain mood? Uh, I sort of flip between um, like audiobooks, podcasts and, um, and music. Sometimes like I'll just be a little, uh, a little bored with music. Like I can't find anything new that I really want to really want to dig into. So then I'll find an audio book or I'll find a, I'll find a podcast that, you know, like, cause I, and I like to let them rack up for a little while so that when I'm done with an audio book, I come back and like three albums have dropped. I'm like, oh, awesome. Or there's like six or seven podcasts from, you know, it's, it's good rather than being like getting them as soon as they come out and then I run out of stuff to listen to. I like to let them stack up in their own, in their own ways. Um, yeah, it's good. Have you ever been away on like holiday and you come back and you open your podcast app and there's like four episodes of like people you give a shit about? You're like, oh, awesome. Like it's a nice thing to have banked up. I, I totally mm. do the same thing. And I think that a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I'm picky and choosy. Like I don't think I have any podcasts I listen to every single episode. No, of, of I used the show. to be that way, but yeah, mm. I don't. Absolutely not. I think not that anymore. also just comes mm. down to time. Like I just Certainly, don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. I have uh, enough time where that would be. Like for example, if listeners... Because I can, I can hear people screaming out being like, Rory, you're recording a podcast. That's your own podcast. You know what I mean? But like, I think to explain, like I used to drive to and from Melbourne every day. So that was like two and a bit hours in the car every day. Mm. So that gives you, that's over 10 hours a week of like, that would be pure podcast time. Because it's like, well, you get to like listen to a whole thing on the way and then a whole thing on the way back. Fantastic. Um, but now, because I don't have that, you know, my longest drive, I reckon, unless I'm going to Melbourne for an event, which probably would happen only like once every week or two weeks. Uh, the longest I'm in the car is like 25 minutes. And it's like, mm. I don't find, I don't like the idea of getting settled into a podcast and then getting out and going back to work. And then you're like, oh crap, now mm. I, don't, I feel like I almost, it doesn't sink in the same way. Like I like to listen to the whole thing in one big go. How do you feel about that? I know people mm. people try and tell me, you know, when it comes to like a, a Joe Rogan that goes for three hours, like you don't have to listen all in one go, bro. I'm like, mm. yeah, but... I don't know. Do you feel like something's lost when you have to like pause a podcast and like start it up again? Um, oh, look, you are taken out of the out of the world in some way. Um, I think more so with an audio book than with a podcast. But mm. yeah, definitely. But that said, I've got some pretty short drives most of the time. And so I, I just kind of deal with it. And then I kick it back a couple of minutes and get a bit of overlap when I hop back in the car. Mm. Hmm. I do like that when you my podcast app does that that when you bail out it'll like yeah. start back up a gives few you like seconds 30 seconds or so yeah that's it's a nice up. feature yeah that's good and look and if, it's, if a podcast is good enough I hope this one enters that pantheon for people <laughs> that they will be like oh cool I can't wait to like continue listening to this I'll, I'll even put it on for 20 minutes in the car even though sure you know I know it's not going to get to the end I'll listen to the rest later which is something <laughs> that like you know there's nothing better of a feeling if you're like into an audiobook or a podcast when like you get home and then you're like turn on the Yui boom or whatever and then it's like you just keep it going while you're making sure. lunch because you're like oh, i got to find out more about this this is great <laughs> definitely it's it's a it's a goal that i guess everyone would want to have right with their as a as a content producer yeah, no <laughs> yeah. <doubt>. <laughs> <laughs> there's oh, some man. kind of strange uh uh meta textual kind of thing of talking about this in the first episode of a podcast <laughs> please like this please listen to this rate and subscribe mm. um but uh yeah no i think it's definitely it's it's an interesting world we're living in now when it comes to that kind of stuff what about audiobooks tell like what are you listening to how are you audible guy definitely an audible guy um i always uh 
do the three month thing and then when when the time's about to come that I'm gonna get billed again, I cancel and they go, You sure we can do it for fifty percent off? And I go, Yeah, all right, catch me for another three months. That's <laughs> that's my audible game. What's the, what's this three month game you're talking about? Do you get like three months for Oh it's just when you go to un like when when you go to cancel your account, they sort of give you like a couple of options to, to not because you can go, Why am I cancelling you? Like, oh it's too expensive. Fourteen bucks a month for one book. You can jam that. And then when the time comes, you click through and it's like, you sure? We'll do the next three months for 50% off. And you're like, cool, gotcha. And you just put a little thing in your calendar saying cancel Audible. I think I've got one coming up this week, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I don't pay full price for Audible because that's expensive. Um, But as far as actually getting the books, I kind of just keep a little Google Keep note um, on my phone. And then when I'm talking to someone or if I hear a book mentioned on a podcast, I'll just jot it down so that when, if I don't currently have Audible, when I get it back, I'll just burn through those books. This is a fantastic segue that I'm so glad happened because on top of asking people about their audio habits, something that I really love about podcasts is this wealth of information you get from random guests. You know, sure. someone comes on a show that you've never heard of, but he talks about, oh, you should check out this book or you should mm. watch this documentary. or And I find that that's definitely you talking about this Google Keep note you have of is this all the audio books you should be getting when you when you're audible? Is- uh, I think it's actually called when I get audible back. Like that's the name <laughs> of the Keep note. So it's books I've not yet read but want to. Fantastic. So There's probably not much on there because I've just I've just gone through a nice little wave of of audible. That's great. And mm. how do you come across some of these? Is this from podcasts or is this from people at bars telling you things? Or? Um, yeah, mostly those two outlets. I don't, <laughs> I don't seek books. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't look for authors and I don't really uh, keep up to date with, you know, with different releases of books, but it, it's, yeah, it's purely hearing about, Oh, I, this guy wrote this book about this thing. And then this girl told me about this other thing, but you know, that kind of a thing. Um, and then I just, I keep a little note of it and then look into it. And if it sounds good, then yeah, that's, that's about it. Give us a recommendation hmm. of something that you've listened to lately on Audible that you really dug. Uh, Stephen Fry's Mythos. Uh, it's the best. It's read by him. It's written by him. And it's uh, like a chronological retelling of uh, Greek mythology. It's excellent. I have heard... It's, it's really, really cool. I, I've heard great things. I may have been from you. It may Probably. have been from other people. <laughs> but that's definitely on my list as well. Oh, man. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. And the way like like that um, ancient Greeks, instead of like strict science to to describe the way uh the world works it is um like they've got a god for everything so there's like someone in charge of like cosmic phenomena and it's it's really cool yeah really really thoroughly interesting Hmm. did you smash through that whole thing yeah yeah i did i got a little badge uh because when (laughs) (laughs) those audible uh, badges man yeah i got a little badge for like weekend warrior or something because i think it was when like it was like the first couple of shows that we played back after a little while with Black Helm. Um, like I was on planes and driving and listening heaps and I got like 24 hours listened in like three days or something. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was good. So yeah, it was a great book. There's yeah. a, oh, I've got a couple of those badges. One of them was like Night Owl. Have you got that oh, one? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. Um, what else was there? And then one of them was like, finish a book and i was like that's the easiest Jesus. badge ever like, there's some like there's badges for like literally every type of listener it's like the occasional listener you listen <laughs> twice in two months <laughs> like, like they really just made badges for every single person motherfuckers <laughs> just trying to rope in everyone with those but it's such a 
it is such a sticky thing where you go, ooh, what other badges can you get? Absolutely, yeah. Have you actively tried to get any of those badges since then? Um, oh, I've opened up the little window and seen what I've not got yet. And that's where I learned that there was ones for yeah, people who don't even listen. <laughs> First time Audible user still waiting to, to get it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, cool. So Stephen Fry, get on that. Mm. He... Um, he did a really good podcast, um, the, the Great Leap Years. Does he still do that? Oh, or is that done? I have no idea. I reckon I've got that in my little catcher, but I haven't properly listened to it before. Yeah, that was cool. Mm. That was like something that... He's got a whole bunch of fun little free things. He does that Pindex YouTube channel as well. Have you checked out oh, any of that? Nope, not at all. So it's like... um. What's that German Index. word, Ooh. the, the Kurzkazat? Oh, yeah, the little infographics kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the real cute little characters and they talk about stuff. So he's started this one called, I think it's called Pindex. And it's all about uh, like kind of breaking down politics and Trump and Brexit and all these things hmm. in almost like a way that kids could watch it at school, like as a part of the huh. curriculum. And it's really Clever. clever because you're like, hmm. why do you explain this so simply and, and, and stop like cutting out all the bullshit of like, the media trying to like poison your idea of things. It's just like, mm. oh, no, this is why it's happening. And it's through Stephen Fry's voice, which is always you That's know, handy. a joy yeah. to listen to. Mm. <laughs> so you can check that out. Um, so that's good. All right. So we pretty much can just plug everything Stephen Fry did today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good rule of thumb. Mm. He's a, yeah. He's decent. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, and I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Like we were saying before, that's what I love about podcasts is when people will be like, oh, have you ever heard of this book or have you listened to this podcast? Or I was just on this podcast and then you instantly go, oh, great. There's a whole new well mm. for me to um, to explore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's endless. It's, um, yeah, it's really cool. And that's the trouble. Like every single person's got their own version of like what you do. You know, everyone's getting different ideas from other things and then, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's a web. I think the thing that I find the most interesting is like how podcasts only really grow from word of mouth. Like it's mm. one of the last things that like listeners, if you're, if you're coming across this podcast, fantastic. Thank you for listening. Um, it's purely though, because you know me or Matt at this point. At this point. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know what I mean? And then if you were listening to this months in the past or sorry, months in the future, uh, this is months in the past is because maybe you've listened to someone else. You go, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, I actually met mm. Matt before. I'm going to go look back and listen to this. So if you're that kind of listener as well, thank you as well. Um, mm. Because it's so funny. Like I've certainly done that myself where I don't really come across podcasts through like Instagram sponsored ads or or how else could you even like reach out? You know what I mean? And if, if they do, people who do sponsored sponsor Instagram ads, I may do them in the future but it's, it's like I don't feel like they ever really resonate with me and mm. I think that's the big trick is like how do you how do you like suck in someone who's never listened to your podcast who doesn't know you who might not know you? like you have to use the guests right as the yeah I guess as that's the hook. ticket in yeah so mm. I think clever Rory making a podcast where every week you interview someone totally different <laughs> <laughs> was that something yeah. that like you're back with Key of Solomon going back to that like that was every episode that was always guest focused every episode was a, definitely was yeah. like yep. was that your intention all along like to just i only want to interview people you never wanted to be about anything else you never wanted it to be you know i don't know yeah it definitely was always like guest number one kind of thing and i guess i mean if there's a theoretical possibility that you know that someone out there cared about my uh connection to the person but i figured that if they cared enough about it then like eventually they'd hear little bits and pieces over the journey but yeah it was very much more about who i thought was interesting 
um, and how they got to where they are. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't like the idea of preambles. I didn't like the idea of... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never really approached it with, with my uh, history in mind. I think it's yeah. weird. I think people who started doing podcasts did that and it's just like, oh, well, he did it, so I'm going to do it. And then there's mm. this like weird kind of uh, everyone just, dis- just decided that that's what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then it's like, oh, why are you doing it that way? And it's like, well, that person did it. And then if they ask that person, <laughs> it's because the person before them did it. And it's like, mm. it's this interesting thing where you kind of just do what you know in a weird way. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But in this case... I thought about it long and hard. No pre-ramble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's totally fair. Mm. Um, so, yeah, shit. All right, I feel pretty good. How do you feel? Good. We're like... Yeah, great. We haven't even cracked an hour yet, though. This is pretty oh, okay. short come podcast times. That's probably not the worst thing in the world for a, like the first episode of a new <laughs> Should we just ease podcast? it in? Ease it in? I guess, like, yeah. Keep it really simple. <laughs> Drop do, four hours. I'll do a fucking like 30-minute <laughs> post-ramble after the show. Oh, yeah. yeah just, to really, just to really bump the numbers up. <laughs> this is great. I've got 30 minutes left of my podcast. I'm going to just listen to the rest of Matt. Oh, wait. Mm. He's just left and now it's just Rory talking shit for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I've definitely done that with podcasts before. Like if you've gone through and seen an episode and you've clicked it and it's like 45 minutes you're like oh I can do 45 minutes but if it's like four and a half hours you're like nah not today Dan Carlin (laughs) hardcore history is rules but not today (laughs) cool all right well um yeah no that's this actually I I think it's a it's a it's a fantastic first start thanks everyone for listening thanks for coming on Matt um we'll definitely get you on in the future sure um and continue this this I don't know. It feels like, um, uh, not to get too sappy, but this is really lovely to have you on as my first guest and kind of like birth me into this new world <laughs> yeah, of, of it's podcasting. A nice, a nice link. And it was exactly sure. why we um, tried to do it so many months ago with the with the old setup. Mm. What did we talk about in there? We didn't really talk about all that much. We pretty much talked about similar things, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was there was definitely a huge overlap. <laughs> mm. I think also what's great is we've already got two little recurring segments, which is I want to know what people are listening to. Get ready, listeners, if that's something that you're interested in, because I'm very interested in it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and stuff that you've been into as well. So that's fantastic. And then, yeah. you know, maybe... Um, Maybe we don't slag off Audible too much and maybe we can get a... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Get a a thing and be like, oh, what did Matt like this week? It's actually available on audible.com. Use my promo code. Um, But no, that's fantastic. And I I want this thing to to grow and I want it to to evolve and I want it to be, um, you know, yeah, something that's just like um, uniquely this own thing as opposed to something else. I guess before Hmm. we wrap, this is this is another thing that how we should probably wrap the show. I'm just making this up right now ad hoc. Right. Um. So we barely talked about the six of wands. You pulled the card, but um, listeners. So from every week, the episode is going to be named the card that the guest pulls from the deck of the tarot. Hence, fuck you, tarot lady. Did I even say welcome to fuck you, tarot lady? I don't even think I did. You might have. I reckon you may have. May have. Sweet. Thank you. So, um, six of wands, recognition, role model, promotion, praise, self confidence. So I think we've we kind of talked about all that stuff in its own weird way mm. in the episodes, and that's yeah. kind of what I wanted. I always want that feeling, listeners, that it's like, oh yeah, was that planned or was that just kind of what they talked about? It's like well, I think we just kind of nailed it by that's, accident. Yeah. But you um, go. you know, you have worked really hard. You this album is coming out July twenty sixth. It's very exciting. First ever full length 
for you ever mm -hmm. no other bands yep. have recorded a full-length album before got close but this is the one this is the one that's actually come through what do you mean yeah. by got close who, who were the other bands that you got close to uh a fallen theory had i think nine tracks recorded and then the band started to dissolve and then that never saw the light of day oh bummer mm. so that's yeah. so this is like the finally the time you can put your name on this thing yeah you've definitely. done the layout on yeah. your keyboard yeah, i put my name on it twice then <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Well, it says here to take time to celebrate your triumph. But remember, though you have had success on your path, you have not reached your final destination. That will probably be, what will that be? Album number oh, four, album know. number five. Don't know. It's, it's a good sentiment though. Like it I is. Don't, I don't, who knows what their final destination is? Fantastic. Well, listeners, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Very excited. Stick around for my post ramble. It's going to be garbage. <laughs> and thanks so much, Matt, for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Cheers. I promised it. I'm now delivering it. The post ramble for the first episode of Fuck You Tarot Lady. Thank you so much for listening. It was a nice and short one. Matt made a very good point to maybe just maybe just start small, you know, like don't do anything too rash. You know, it's the first episode. We don't want to scare too many people off. So thanks again for listening so much. Um, I was really nervous in the recording of this episode. I mean, for a myriad of reasons. One, it's a brand new podcast and I don't even know what it is yet, what it will be. I'm excited for it to evolve. But it's pretty nerve-wracking to start something new and to, to, to birth it into the world. So thank you so much for... Oh, maybe people are thinking, fuck you, Rory. It's really easy to do a podcast. Well, I mean, I guess it is. You just talk. You just talk shit and then you put it on the internet. But I really wanted to be something special. I really wanted the first episode to be special to have Matt on as a guest, which was also very nerve-wracking. It's kind of hard in a weird way to interview your best friend who used to be your old podcast co-host. Um, so it was really cool to, to have Matt be my first guest and, and, and have him come on and, and almost in a weird way, give him, what am I trying to say? <laughs> in, in a weird way, him to give me the blessing to go solo. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, Rory, you know, why isn't Matt doing the podcast anymore? We just talked about it after a couple of years of a, a bit of a hiatus on Key of Solomon and it was something that Matt just wasn't really interested in pursuing anymore. He wanted to focus more on like music and as we heard, graphic design, which is a new burgeoning passion of his. So, you know, something that I made the decision to just be like, man, I got to do this. I got to go out. I got to go solo. But um, in the episode we mentioned that we recorded on the Zoom by itself many moons ago before I decided I'm going to go all out and buy nice mics and a mixing desk and all that kind of stuff, we discussed the notion of, uh, of duo splitting and uh, the, the, the horrible, horrible feeling that this could potentially be a luxury comedy situation. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what luxury comedy is, um, it's the solo show that Noel Fielding did after Mighty Boosh and... Uh, it's questionable in its quality. And the last thing I want to do is create a luxury comedy if you could refer to the Key of Solomon podcast as Mighty Boosh. I don't think it was that level of good. That's a pretty high bar. But at the same time, definitely nerve-wracking to to go out solo and, and, and bring the energy that I have without Matt and see what that ends up doing. So hopefully that's something that listeners uh, can relate to and like and enjoy and people listen and uh, I can keep doing episodes. And hell, I'll do episodes even if people don't like it because it's a great excuse to hang out with my friends and talk to them and get closer to them and learn more about them and I hope in some way out of that the listeners get some kind of enjoyment out of it as well if you want to contact me uh, I'm just fuck you tarot lady at Instagram so hit that up 
and maybe you could suggest guests or ideas or little segments or things that can kind of grow and change throughout the episodes. And um, I want it to really have a feeling that uh, it's shaped by its audience because, you know, I'm not just doing this in its uh, little Rory bubble. I'd like it if you're, if you're interested in certain things or you want to know stuff from guests or I can let you know what's happening. That's kind of the place to do it. So at Fuck You Tarot Lady on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. And I hope you really enjoyed it. Bye bye.